Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeed. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. On the other end of the line, it's my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Majorkirth. Say hello to the people, Andrew. Hey, hey, hey. Andrew, I've got to apologize first and foremost to, to the listeners and I guess to you, if there's any audio issues, I am missing a piece of equipment. My wife has said that for Uh-oh. a long time now, but <laughs> yeah. I, I I am missing a piece of equipment with uh, with these fancy new phones. My my audio adapter doesn't work now with this thing, so uh, we are oh, you are connected via Bluetooth, and it's um yeah we're so we're we're just kind of struggling to get by here. See, you kind of you kind of went um off path with me there for a minute because i was going to tell you if you're missing your equipment there just check in the bottom of your wife's purse and you can probably find what you're looking for right <laughs> but then you but then you threw the audio stuff at it so yeah, yeah there you have it uh, see i figured I, I needed to just get past that really quick because i knew you were going to try to jump <laughs> on there as quickly as possible uh, you can't get past me <laughs> <laughs> andrew 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 this is the second episode of uh this season and we've got some uh we've got some news you know, we don't have to talk rankings because there's been no no change in the rankings since we last talked. Uh, the preseason ranking is what it is. It's a coach's popularity poll. The next one comes out in October, October the yeah. 11th. It's a Wednesday. I mean, the top 25 is basically the same as last year, except for University of Mary got slotted in around 23, and so it bumped 24 and 25 down a spot. That was it. Yeah, I I honestly think that we could probably just uh, shelve the the rankings until the first computer ranking comes out. Honestly, right? Yeah, first computer ranking comes out in November and uh, the first Wednesday in November. So, yeah. Anyways, so no sense in talking about uh, rankings. But hey, we've got some a uh, little bit of news around the ACHA. What what would you prefer, Andrew? Some news or some rumors or some uh, what do you call it? scoops? Maybe some. News, oh, rumors, or some—I don't know if it's scoop as a rumor, but anyways, you tell me. It's your dealer's choice, Andrew's choice. Let's get into the weeds there. Let's get into the rumors right away. Oh gosh, you're terrible. Ah. Ah. All right, well, um, Andrew. Uh, in years past, um, the ACHA has taken its sweet time letting uh, the people know about the uh, where the national tournament is going to be. They only usually look a year ahead of schedule. So, like, you know, during the year that we were – last year we were in Boston. During that the season we knew we were going to Boston, they finally came out and said, okay, hey, in 2024 we're going to go to St. Louis. Yep. Right? So it's about that time for the ACHA to announce where they're going to go for 2025. But I have it on fairly good authority, Andrew, that they might be announcing uh, future seasons, 2025 and beyond. Oh. I know we talked about it last time, but uh, it might be coming out next week. 
Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. You may have to go back and listen to episode 801 to get the dirty details on what we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of like uh, we talked about softball is to Oklahoma City and baseball is to Omaha. There might be ACHA, ACHA hockey is to something else. That's right. So, uh, anyway, so that's uh, look for that to, to be announced next week. There's a... Uh, I, that that probably falls into rumor or maybe scoop. I don't know what you would call it. Um, yeah, a little, little, little bit of both, right? How about another rumor? I'm in. At the end of the season, what is after nationals? We usually wait about a month, and then we all convene for our ACHA annual meeting. Yeah. And the ACHA Naples. in Naples, Florida. It was at the glorious Naples Beach and Golf Club right on the water on the uh, Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, just incredible. You you literally, I mean, there were times, Andrew, when I, you know, you go down there sometimes and your eyes just glaze over with the garbage that gets talked about. I mean, <laughs> I mean, with all due respect, I don't really give a rip about the, you know, who's the third seed from the central region in men's division three, you know. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. So that's when my attention would turn out the window and look at the water. Um, and so anyways, uh, but I think Andrew, I think, I think there might be some news coming out there. It, 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 hey, the, the Naples beach and golf club sold. It has literally been demolished. So the last two years, no way. Yep. The ACHA has held their, uh, annual meeting in Bonita Springs, which is, uh, oh, that's it. yeah, five, 10 miles up the road from the Naples beach and golf club. It's been held at the Spanish Wells golf and country club, a very nice facility. Yeah, I had forgotten about that, the, uh, that they had torn it down and it moved up the road a little bit. Yep, but I think there might be just a total, a total, there there, there might be a change afoot. Changes are ah, coming. I know. No more, no more Naples, huh? I can't say Ooh, just yet. Interesting. I can't say just yet. Interesting, juicy. But... It would be, uh, yeah, it would be kind of an interesting little, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting move. And, uh, it, and when, it, when it gets announced, um, it will also mark the return of the uh, ACHA vendor show. So the last couple of years um, with the Naples Beach and Golf Club uh, not around, there's always like an equipment vendors, kind of an exhibition type of a thing. You know, yep. people, Harrow and Warrior and who, you know, if they're selling sticks or stick, Howie's, uh, you know, Howie's puck uh, stick tape or whatever. What is Howie's, Howie's hockey? That's what it's called. Yeah. Howie's hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, so they have vendors that come down, it's, it's like, it's like a hockey convention, right? Um, if you're, if you're looking to build a rink, there's a rink building architect. If you're looking for boards, there's a board vendor, there's glass vendor, there's, Hockey sticks, hockey tape, hockey equipment, helmets, you name it, gloves, jerseys, whatever. I mean, they're there. In uh, the past couple of years, the past two years, ever since the Naples Beach and Golf Club closed, uh, they haven't been able to have such an event because of space limitations. It might be coming back. Ooh. I know. Interesting. So, yeah, anyways. Interesting. Moving to tropical, urban, deep south. Suburban Detroit, right? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to hazard a guess? I mean, I'll, uh, I'll. How about this? I'll give you three guesses. I won't even count suburban Detroit as one of your three guesses. Give me three guesses, and I will. This will be like that game mastermind. If you hit on one of the three guesses, I'll tell you if it's uh, 
if you're there or not. So give me three guesses. Boston. Okay. What are your two other guesses? Tropical Omaha. (laughs) (laughs) He might as well have said Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, Okay. Go ahead. Give me your third guess there, cowboy. Uh, San Diego. Well, I'm here to say, Andrew, that you're 0 for 3. So it is Uh, actually 0 for 4. Yeah, I went. Oh, I went both coast and down the middle. So I mean, hey, I, I tried. Oh, for I, oh, for five. If you count uh, uh, Norman, Oklahoma, it will not be in Detroit. It will not be in Boston. It will not be in Omaha, tropical or otherwise. It will not be in Norman, Oklahoma. Nor will it be in San Diego. Uh, and, well. and hey, I'll give you one other hint. It will not be in the place where I suggested it would be, which is Las Vegas. So I'll, I'll, you was- know what? I'll give you two other hints. A long time ago, I advocated with the ACHA that we ought to move the annual meeting uh, out of Florida because the NCAA guys have said they've made it clear they don't want anything to do with us, right? They, they think that we're a bunch of jokers, the ACHA. Yeah. Um, they don't want anything to do with us. We're just peons. And we get in their way, even though the vendors are there to see us, not them. But, uh, hey, be that as it may, so, 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 I mean, that's their opinion, and they're entitled to it. That's, that's fine. Go, go ahead and be snooty and snotty and whatever. Uh, I advocated to the powers that be at the ACHA, we need to move uh, out of Naples into one of three spots because they're the three hottest spots for conventions in America. They are Orlando, Florida, New Orleans, Louisiana, or Las Vegas. And I said, we don't want to go to Orlando because it's muggy as all get out, surrounded by concrete, and it's just miserable. And pricey, yeah. And well, yeah, they're all going to be pricey, right? Um, but it's just, if you're going to go to a tropical place, you want the water there. So it's kind of like Orlando, to me, is Naples without the beach. Um, <laughs> yep. So so why go there? New Orleans, I can just, it would be glorious. It would be great. It would be fun. We would probably spend 99% of our time bailing the coaches out of jail. That's um, uh, what I was had the back of my mind. Yeah. You know, so, you know, New Orleans, a little bit of, uh, you know, might be a little too decadent, um, <laughs> especially for a bunch of hockey dopes. And Las Vegas, <laughs> no Las Vegas, you know, it's, it, it, I, I think it's kind of a, uh, I think it's a sexy name. I think it's something that would be, I think it would something that would, that would pop with the coaches, right? If we're leaving Florida, we've got to go somewhere exciting. Yeah. Um, and Las Vegas would be exciting. And hey, Las Vegas could be as decadent as you want it to be. It could also be as family uh, oriented as you want it to be. You could be, you know, as safe as you want to be. You could be as dangerous as you want to be. And, yeah. and um, uh, it appeals to all, you to all types. Yeah. Do your research. You can usually find some pretty cheap travel into Las Vegas. So, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad option. Yeah, and so I, I advocated for one of those three spots, but with Las Vegas at the top of the list. And I, I'm here to tell you, Andrew, it is also, in addition to not being one of the five spots you selected, it's not one of the three spots I suggested. So uh, we're slowly, that probably means that there's uh, 297 other municipalities that could be in. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Price State in Florida, maybe the Tampa area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're entitled to think that. Um, I could tell you where it's. I could tell you another place where it's not. It's not in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh. It's not in Troy, Michigan, and it is not in a WCHL town. So, 
there's uh anyway so so there you go so there's a little bit of scooplet um a little bit of rumor uh probably going to announce that um that you know that's probably going to come that might come next week too um if if not it'll definitely come in the uh, next couple of weeks next two weeks for sure and then afterwards afterwards andrew i want to revisit this because i want to get your reaction to the place where you think it is or i to to, (laughs) once it's announced i want to get your reaction because i I think there are some people that are going to go woo, and i think there are going to be some people that are going to go are you serious you're going to be like what in the world what a dud (laughs) Uh, why why would i why would i want to go here that's great uh all right so that's i'm all out of rumors how about some news let's get into the news iowa state is walter cronkite thing (laughs) (laughs) um uh, iowa state is back in men's division one this season after being suspended by their school and uh the, the acha is glad to have them back they announced last week that iowa state is going to join midwest college hockey uh, as a conference member in the 24-25 season. So oh, I, boy. Iowa State to the MCH. And uh, we might have to start an MCH podcast, Andrew. Well, I tell you what, the uh, the MCH is uh, forming up pretty nicely over there, aren't they? I got told that soon my B conference could be better than the A conference. Uh, you know, it's close. You know, give Iowa State another season or two to kind of figure it out and and they'll be back on top like they usually are right yep jamestown the, uh, university of jamestown mary and illinois state yeah i mean yeah mary everybody's expecting big things out of them illinois state's a tough little team to play against yeah mm-hmm. you, could be it could be interesting so eight teams in the mch we're going to split uh those eight teams into two divisions for scheduling purposes um jamestown mary waldorf and midland are on one side um iowa state illinois state mckendry and northern illinois are on the other side uh both teams uh well the the teams will play uh 20 conference games uh home and home with everybody in their division two road trips to the other side two road trips from the other side so crossovers so what i said that wrong two home series versus the other side two road series versus the other side so a total of 20 games yeah and then a conference playoff and um yeah that conference playoff this year is going to be in bismarck north dakota next year it will be in bloomington uh illinois so uh yeah iowa state joining the mch that sounds exciting there you go the uh Bloomington, Illinois. Is, what is that? The Bloomington Event Center, something like that. The Grossinger Motors Arena. Yes, yes. I, I was thinking it was some kind of funky name on it. Yep, yep. That's where the Bloomington Blaze used to play, and some other junior team. Uh, so yeah, they had a USHL team there for a while. They had a yeah, they had a Central Hockey. Uh, well, was it Central or maybe Southern Pro? And then a federal league team, and then, yeah, they've just, right now it's just Illinois State. Illinois State has uh, three teams in the ACHA, men's one, men's two, men's three, and they, I think they just dominate that that arena, so good for them. Yeah, good for them. Iowa State's coming back, so Cyclone Hockey, Ames will once again be a great place to win, um, so that, that's good. I, other news, Andrew, um, there's a, I know right now the ACHA is gauging interest from men's division one teams about bringing back the men's division one showcase. Um, we did it for 12, 12 years and finished the last one that was held was actually in 2013. So I think we did it for 12 years. 
Um, and it was usually in a centralized location. You know, I, I remember when we were uh, involved, geez, we went to Springfield, Illinois, and Chicago, and we went to Youngstown, Ohio, and uh, I think we did yeah, we St. Louis once. We went to some pretty good places. And, and the idea behind it is you get, you know, a number of teams, somewhere between 12 and 20, uh, from all around the nation. You get some from the east, some from the west, and they meet to play teams that they, three games in three days, to play teams that they wouldn't normally uh, play. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like what uh, we had last year uh, in Edmond with the, uh, uh, the Battle at the Edge. You call it the Great Perry Shootout. Great Perry um, Shootout, yeah. The um, but this is on a on a bigger scale, uh, uh, promoted by the ACHA. They're gauging interest. We're looking at uh, Martin Luther King Weekend in 2025 uh, at the univer- at Maryville University Hockey Center in St. Louis. So, for those that uh, that listen to this cheesy podcast and know hockey, the um, MLK Weekend is a big travel weekend for youth hockey, and so your. Uh, your facility is either just swamped because it's hosting a tournament or it is dead because the teams that play there are gone at a tournament. Yeah. Feast or famine. There you go. And so, um, uh, anyways, the Maryville university hockey center is open and available for us. And that's a good time. And when, when they, when the showcase was originally, uh, created, put in mind, that was before we had the computer ranking, Andrew. And so, it was an opportunity for the the teams from the east see, to see the teams from the west, and because we actually had a coaches ranking at that time, and that's what we went on. And so, you know, teams could you know see what Oklahoma was all about, or see what Arizona was all about, and you know, the, conversely, those teams could see what Delaware or Penn State or you know Niagara was all about. Um, we got away with that, uh, or got away from that, uh, once the computer started up because, you know, it kind of, I'm not going to say defeated the purpose, but it kind of leveled things out. Um, uh, but we're bringing it back or we're trying to bring it back this time. It's, but it's for the kind of the, the, the reverse of the reasoning that started it all. Now it's, you know, to kind of give an opportunity to more teams in the East to, you know, pony up or boost their schedule. And um, so we'll see. We'll see what kind of interest we, we've got. Ideally, I think we'd like to get 16 teams and uh, run on two sheets of ice there at the Maryville University Hockey Center, four games uh, four games a day for three days on each sheet. Could be interesting. That'd, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. We uh, need to give, some, like you said, some of those Eastern teams a chance to play some of the teams out of the West that they wouldn't normally – you know, you're not going to travel from Delaware to Arizona to play one of the Arizonas, right? You're not going to go out and play Utah or Oregon or anything like that. Right. So that gives some of those Far Eastern teams a chance to, you know, travel eight, ten hours and, and see some good competition, right? Bag three games and, uh, yeah, provide a little uh, boost and injection into your uh, computer ranking. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's see what happens. We The, the teams have to tell the ACHA of uh, have to express their interest by uh, Friday, October the 6th, and then within two weeks, we hope to have a field of 16 announced. Um, well, I shouldn't say a field of 16. Um, it could be as little as eight. It could be as many as 16. I'm being optimistic. I think we're going to get some, uh, I think we're going to get some, uh, I think we're going to get a lot of interest. So, Yeah, and, you'd be smart to, to 
play at a centralized centralized location, right? Yeah, and I, and I'll tell you this this was brought about. I mean, in, in small part because of the uh, battle at the edge that we did last year, but also because they have that Chicago showcase that Jog Sports puts on um, right. at, at the Fifth Third Arena in conjunction with the Chicago Blackhawks. Two years ago, it was a great event. Um, Liberty, Minot, Arizona State, Rhode Island, uh, UNLV. Uh, I think Delaware was there. I could be wrong. Um, and so it was it was a fun little event uh, two two years ago. Three, yeah, two years ago. And there, yeah. it's, it's back this year, but it fell apart because the, 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 the person who was putting it together <laughs> left the Chicago Blackhawks. And so... For about a three-day period, uh, about a month ago, the whole it, it had twelve teams and uh, committed to it, and all twelve teams were just scrambling. And <laughs> so uh, right. they, they they briefly reformed. You know, the Chicago Blackhawks pled ignorance, not not bragging on an original six team. I'm just saying they 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 pled like they didn't know what was going on. Please help us out. <laughs> and then sure. it, then it became an event where you know people had to pay, and it wasn't just you know pay a, a you know pay a nominal fee it was pay you know like 4500 bucks cool. per team yeah and so yeah. um anyways they 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 scrambled they reformed they founded uh, an alternate facility and now instead of having 12 12 teams there they're going to have eight and so me and my little pea brain i said to myself hey you know what if it's run properly um with some competent leadership um that you know we, we can we can actually pull this thing off and so, uh, anyways, that's uh, th- there. You go. You know that coupled with the uh, with the uh, battle at the edge, kind of uh, led me to ask, let's bring it back. And um, so here we are. We're gauging to see what interest uh, we might have. So there, hopefully, we'll have some go. good news. There you go. The great the great Perry shootout is going national. <laughs> I got told that it will not, absolutely will not, be a WCHL versus MCH um, uh, event. You know, if really? it's, yeah, I mean, if it's, if, if it's all WCHL teams and all MCH teams that are interested, then it's just not going to happen. It has to have buy-in from the East. So uh, we're hoping Pitt, Niagara, Stony Brook, you know, Navy, those types would, uh, would express some interest in wanting to play some better competition. I guess if they don't want all the butt kickers to show up, I mean, so be it, right? Yeah, well, hopefully we'll yeah, get a few is, of them. We'll is. see. <laughs> we, we know you know one team will be there, and it's uh, Maryville. So uh, Commissioner Hogan, hey, yeah. Commissioner Hogan will for sure be there. Sweet. All right. Last bit of news I have is that uh, you know it kind of moaned and groaned a little bit about the stats setup and how it looks on the ACHA website, and that it's. No, oh, yeah, you're you're crying in the cereal last week. I was, I was, and I think now the uh, the ACHA has gone to our league stats provider, our hockey tech folks, and has said, "Hey, can you look at." you know can you look at maybe helping us out here and of course you know it's it's kind of a double-edged sword andrew because it's a real easy solution to figure out how to how to do this but i've been told i mean officially hockey tech says <laughs> they're mapping out a plan to redo the stat view feeds so that will allow us to divide the divisions for the various drop downs we have in the stat displays Instead of just instead of just adding three other categories, all men's one, all men's two, all men's three, which is the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. Now we're out mapping out a plan to redo the stat view. Holy crap, Olabars! I mean, why do we yeah, get to make things this, difficult? To keep it simple. 
Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, who knows? The influence, the influence, Andrew, of the WCHL uh, podcast spreads far and wide, we find out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Little did we know. You're going to have to start issuing muck boots for people to listen to this thing. (laughs) I thought we only had 11 (laughs) listeners, and as it turns out, one of them might be with the ACHA. Yikes. Ah, how about that? Uh, uh Maybe we should maybe we should play nice. (laughs) Maybe maybe we should erase the last twenty four (laughs) minutes. Oh, so all right, Andrew. uh, Any news or rumors from uh, from your end of the woods? The uh, I got nothing for you. uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not hanging around the hockey rinks anymore. So yeah, not a whole lot of news and rumors floating my way anymore. Didn't know if you were going to try to start up another program at. you know, uh, the city of Oklahoma city parks department or something. No, 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 no. Yeah. We can't play some mean cornhole at the city of Oklahoma city. Yeah. But that, that but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> the American, maybe we'll start up a new ACHA, the American cornhole, uh, association. There you go. There you go. Let's see. Giving just Andrew, we're just knocking out ideas left and right. I mean, they're just you know, like falling it, out of our ears. If, if you have problems, just come talk to us. We've always got a solution. Just ask, right? <laughs> We've got solutions. Just bring your problems to us. Well, one That's of our right. solutions will will fit. We'll make it fit. That, that is the one thing we have never been accused of is not having an opinion, right? <laughs> All right, Andrew. Let's get some uh, opinions here because we had some games that happened this past week. Let's yes, get we let, did. let's get to it. Let's get to it because uh, this is going to be a quick edition of the WCHL podcast. Uh, men's division three, Arkansas traveled all the way to Oklahoma city to take on the Sooners and Oklahoma won both games by a score of four to three and four to one. Andrew, what did you take away from those games? The, uh, you know what I thought on Friday night, kind of a typical Arkansas affair, right? They just kind of hung around, you know, kind of like they've always done. They just, they just, they're just kind of there. Right. And and you look at it in the stat sheet, and OU outshot them um, two to one. The uh, but you look at the score, and it's four to three, and it's kind of a typical Arkansas thing there. The yeah. uh, the uh, so the other thing that stuck out to me is a couple newcomers to the Oklahoma program. Uh, number three, Will Blake, and number thirteen, Matthew Demonchuk. The uh, Will Will Blake scored three goals, and Demonchuk had three assists. So. Yeah, Newby's getting on the scoreboard, so Coach Arvanitas has to love that fact, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In net, they had Culbertson Bond again, right? Yeah, so he yeah he had a big night, so big weekend for him. So glad to glad he's a good kid. Glad to see he's uh, playing well to start the season off. Kind of, uh, kind of, kind of. Intri- I mean, Arkansas just—they lost all their sandbaggers from men's division one. Um, yet they still kind of—it uh, was. I, I watched a couple of bits and pieces of uh, both games, and uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, squeaky bum time there on Friday night because Arkansas was mounting a comeback. And uh, yeah, they did. You yeah. know, it's a small rink they play in, and you know they they play well up there, and you know you just they just don't go away. You know, that's the one thing I've always taken away from that rink when we when you go up there and play Arkansas is they just won't go away, you know? That's the truth. That's the truth. All right. Well, hey, Oklahoma gets uh, two dubs. They're 4-0 and on the season. Uh, two of those games don't count in the computer rankings, but, well, hey, it's always better than uh, uh, 4-0 is better than the other, uh, going the other way. So good for Oklahoma, right. good for Coach Arvanitas. And, um, yeah. 
They're going to have a decent little uh, test coming up this weekend, uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Missouri State traveled down to Pelham, Alabama. <laughs> yes, they did. Gosh. So Missouri State, fresh off of a split with Illinois State, uh, gets on the road to go down to Alabama. Alabama coming fresh off of a whooping from UCO. Um, Alabama uh, loses both games. Missouri State goes into Pelham and wins seven. Uh, I'm sorry, six three and seven four. Yeah, six three seven four. Andrew, were you able well, to yeah. watch any of those games? You know what? I didn't watch any of them, but you know what? I did follow along with the Missouri State um, social media on Twitter. Really? And they were they were absolutely losing their minds because the people in Alabama. The refs and the scorekeeper, pretty much the whole operation, what I took away from Friday night is they just didn't know what the heck was going on. <laughs> the, uh, the the Missouri State people on social media were just losing their minds. Uh-oh. Because things were not happening in the order and fashion that they thought they should be. And well, I thought it was great. Well, I was going to say, I, I didn't watch the games. Um, you know, and, and hold on, Andrew, maybe I'm on the wrong thing, but... Uh, you said you were following Missouri State hockey online. I wonder if they've changed their uh, their their Twitter Twitter account or something. Because uh, it, yeah, it was. Uh, well, I got my phone right here. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to look because you know they they might. Oh, here we go. Hold on, Ice Bears Twitter. It still says Mo State hockey, and the last thing they posted. Maybe you maybe you're following it on a different. Uh, on a different uh, thing. Anyways, maybe they're not following. Maybe they're not updating Twitter. They're doing Facebook or Instagram or something like that. It could, yeah, it could have been. It could have been Facebook. They, uh, yeah, I've slept since then. Well, I'm just saying that because they haven't uh, they haven't updated their Twitter. But I, I I asked about the game simply because it's hidden on Black Dog Hockey, and uh, I you know as much as I like Black Dog, I wasn't going to pay for it. So. Um, that, I don't blame you. Didn't watch the games at all. I just followed. I followed Alabama hockey on Twitter, uh, at least the outcomes of the games, and was glad to see that Missouri State went into town. Coach Winkler took care of business. I know that it was. Uh, he has a uh, some serious ties to the Alabama area, and it was good to see. Uh, I guess he had a lot of friends from Huntsville come on down to uh, to visit with him. So yeah, uh, good good for Missouri State. Get on the road and. Uh, yeah, they can go bag a couple of W's, so they're off to a good start. That's Three right. and one on the season yeah, under new coach Winkler. Yeah, yeah 90, 91 Hunter Boulder. He had a big weekend. The uh, four goals and an assist in the two games, so he had a big one. So good for them, getting yeah. it rolling up there. There you go. I like it. Colorado State traveled to Albert Lee, Minnesota, to take on Waldorf from the MCH. And uh, CSU opening their season uh, with a couple of games against Division II opponent Metro State. Uh, lost in overtime and, and beat them. And Waldorf opened their season by hosting Oklahoma a week ago. So this is uh, two teams that are kind of looking to find their footing. And Colorado State goes into Albert Lee and walks away with two overtime victories. They're going to count as ties in the eyes of the computer. But um, Colorado State wins four to three in overtime on Friday night, and three to two a three to two squeaker in overtime on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's kind of kind of surprised to see both of these go to overtime, right? Oh yeah, the, me uh, too. But my but my big takeaway here on on really both nights is Waldorf. You know, on Friday night, middle of the second period, 
a five minute span, they got all three of their goals. And, you know, they didn't do anything in the first and the third, just that, you know, five minute laps or let down or whatever you want to call it. Right. And yeah. they, and they made it count. And then they did the same thing on Saturday. You know, they had two goals in two minutes. And I think it was to start early in the second period, if I remember right. Yeah. They, uh, you know, just here again, you know, just a little letdown and Waldorf made them pay for it. So, you know, that, that might be a teaching moment right there for CSU. They had, uh, I know the game winner on Friday night was scored on the power play. I think Waldorf took a penalty and Colorado State uh, cashed in. And then on uh, on Saturday afternoon, it was just on an odd man rush uh, in overtime. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty close to, I was ready for, in both games, I was ready for them to head to the shootout. And, uh, you know, instead the Rams took care of business, got the overtime dubs and got to, got to get home. And, uh, yeah. yeah, with feeling good. So, good start for the Rams on the season. How about that? A couple overtimers. I didn't I didn't have that one on my bingo card, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, while uh, Coach Prime was up in Oregon getting his, uh, his ears boxed, uh, San Diego State opens their season uh, at – opens their men's Division One season at Colorado. The new Colorado regime under Coach Trace Jablin got started. And um, San Diego State came in to uh, play the willing victim at the uh, CU Boulder Rec Center. Colorado emerges with victories on both nights, five to three and five to one. Um, yeah. So I think it's uh, well. My takeaways, Andrew, before you get to yours, are, are threefold. Number one, I, it's good to see CU start off with a uh, with a couple of dubs. Yeah, uh, they they've had a couple. Of, they've had a rough season or two. Um, and so it's good for them to get some uh, uh, get some confidence to start. Number two, San Diego State looks uh, light years better than they did this time last year. They look much improved. Uh, San Diego State looks like they uh, uh, last year. San Diego State kind of looked like a men's league team, and this year they look like a uh, they're 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 much 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 better than they were. So I'm glad to see that. And uh, my third takeaway is that the CU Boulder Rec Center got a coat of paint. They slapped some paint in that place, and it really does look nice. Over huh. the past few years, the uh, the place, you know, paint was peeling, and, you know, you can see the underlying coat from, you know, three or four years ago uh, under there. Yeah. It was, it was kind of looking a little shabby, and over the uh, summer, it looks like somebody went in with a little uh, scraper and uh, maybe a heat gun or two and uh, laid a couple of... Uh, coats of bear paint on there and it looks pretty damn snazzy at the cu boulder rec center right now did did some cleanup did they and most importantly they took the wchl banner when we started the conference back in 2013 when we only had six teams we had banners made up and each team got a banner and uh to hang in their arena and the wchl banner is now hanging at center ice at the cu boulder rec center oh god yeah yeah, so my head swelled up big time. I don't know where the, Are they looking for points or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the Arizona banner is. It's probably in somebody's garage. I don't know where the Arizona State banner is. It's probably in somebody's garage. Um, the Colorado banner is hanging at center ice. The Colorado State banner is probably probably got thrown out. Who the heck knows? The UCO. It's, the chick- it's in the chicken coop. It's in the chicken coop. That's right. <laughs> it's the tarp over the chicken coop. <laughs> the the UCO banner is hanging up at the uh, at the Bronco Barn, and uh, the Oklahoma banner. It's uh, I know where that is. It's so 
It's laying underneath the Zamboni, collecting all the oil dripping off of those things. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's somewhere. <laughs> it's it's somewhere close by. Oh so, boy. Anyways, uh, yeah, good. So Colorado comes away with two Ws. They look they look pretty good. The uh, yeah, you know the uh, Friday's game a little close. They uh, seemed like they got both teams got all their goals in the third period there. The uh, and then uh, Saturday's game. You know, first ten minutes the game was over. You know, so you just came in and and buried them on Saturday, and yeah, the rest of the the rest of the two and a half periods was just kind of formality at that point, right? Going going through the motions, making sure that yep. uh, making sure they didn't give any uh, oxygen to San Diego State. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because they pretty much jumped on them in the first ten minutes and and said enough of this and and called it a game, right? Yeah, good for them. Good for them, Liam O'Gwen. Yeah. Liam O'Gwen was in net for the uh, for the Buffs and uh, got some dubs. So uh, good, good for the Buffs. Good for Coach Jablin to get off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. Grand Canyon went and played a home and home series against uh, Northern Arizona from uh, ACHA Men's Division Two. Friday night was at the Jay Lively Arena in uh, scenic Flagstaff, Arizona. And Saturday was down at uh, Arizona Ice Arcadia in uh, down in the Valley. Grand Canyon ends up winning both games by scores of seven to five and five to three. Um, and I didn't watch these games either. They're both Black Dog games, and uh, we'll we'll see. I might have to talk to Mister Black Dog himself. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. What what do you think, Andrew? The the thing that kind of surprised me was just the the, the scores, and uh, you know, kind of like that Arkansas Oklahoma. You know how close? Uh, how close? I, I guess I expected Grand Canyon to have more than a two-goal victory over these guys. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of my takeaway on it too. Is the uh, you know far superior team Grand Canyon is right? So they should have probably should have handled them a little bit, a little bit more handedly than than two goals. But hey, you know what? You get two wins to start the season off early. So you know, a win is a win. The thing that uh, that jumped out to me, Andrew, was, uh, or I shouldn't say jumped out, the thing that annoyed me was uh, Northern Arizona does not have their roster into the uh, ACHA scoring system, and so we could not put the stats in, so I'm looking here at the score sheets, and let's see here, Grand Canyon was, it says they were five for six on a on a night when they scored that can't be. It says there were five or six on a night when they scored five goals when I only see one power play goal. Uh, AS, uh, NAU was three for nine on their power play. All three of their goals on uh, on Saturday were on, scored on the power play. And then on, on Friday night, let's see here, we have, uh, well, of course, um, NAU. Again, uh, they don't keep statistics. Both teams scored one power play goal each. Shots were... Uh, uh, 44 for, uh, uh, let's see here, 44 for Grand Canyon and 38 for NAU. So not a whole lot you can take other than I, th- you know, I sure thought that, uh, uh, people could have, that GCU should have scored a little bit more. The, the other thing that, that I, I did not see, and maybe I'm wrong here, um, and maybe I shouldn't see too much of this. I did not see uh, my, my good friend, number 33, Jacob Cummings, uh, a whole lot on the score sheet. He got two assists on Friday night, and then um, uh, the following night. Here, let me look at. I'm literally looking at the score sheet here. 
Uh, kind of quiet. Yeah, kind of quiet. He didn't even play on uh, on the next night. So, yeah. So they, and that could have a, something to do with score too, right? Getting, yeah, playing the end of your bench, get, getting into your bench. Yeah, deep into your roster, getting in some ice time, right? Because yeah, getting in some getting in some playing time while you can. So that could that could have something to do with it. Possibly, possibly. Hey, they're going to find out this week uh, with their opponent. We're going to get to that in a quick sec. Uh, the last game of the uh, weekend was a uh, a Kansas. Uh, I was going to say a Canyon Cup, but it's the Cactus Cup series. It kicks off down in Tucson, Arizona State, and Arizona um, played. And uh, what do you think? I mean, Arizona State goes into Tucson and comes out they, of there with a four to two victory. Did you watch any of that they, game? They they played well. I thought uh, I thought both teams played well. They. Uh, you know, if you're the only thing that I really kind of got stuck on was uh, U of A being one for six on the power play. They had some chances. Yeah, they had some chances. Had some, that's for sure. They had some chances. Yeah, you know, you you sneak one or two more of those in there, and then the complexion of this game totally changes, right? Yeah, U of A's so. uh, U of A. I think is going to be. Um, they're both very good teams, but I, I think the difference r- right now uh, could be goaltending. Um, yeah. It sure did look as if um, uh, it sure did look as if U of A is going to have to lean heavily on on their goaltender. Um, and forgive me, I'm going to butcher this this Nicholas Seppinen, uh, a Finn. Whereas it looked to uh, Chase Ham for Arizona State looked like he was pretty solid in that and. Um, yeah, ASU was two for five on the power play. They got uh, some big time goals from uh, uh, an NCAA. Uh, I'm not going to call it. I'm, I was going to say an NCAA drop down, but a kid that played on the NCAA team or was recruited to the NCAA team, but didn't play much on it at ASU, and so now he's on the uh, Arizona State Division One team, uh, ACHA. Robbie Robinson. He got both power play goals and assisted on the uh, on on one of the two other goals. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he he had his fingerprint all over the score sheet. Yeah, it was pretty solid. And uh, the the backbreaker I thought was a, a shorthanded goal that um, that uh, I've got. I'm gonna freak, I'm gonna butcher this kid's name because I'm going off of memory. It's <laughs> his last name is Kylie Ram, but I think it's Tyler. Tyler, Tyler yeah, Tyler. Tyler Kylie Ram. He laid his stick. He was out on the, on, you know, at, at one of the corners of the box on the uh, on the penalty kill. Laid his stick down to intercept a pass. Got it, and he was off to the races and just went five hole on uh, on on the Arizona goaltender to, you know, U of A is getting ready to you know try to tie the game up. They had a lot of momentum. Nice crowd at the uh, Tucson Convention Center. And um, he just comes up there and deflates the balloon of uh, of momentum. Just literally yeah, swipes I mean, it away. He and he he had his fingerprints all over the score sheet too. I mean, he had a he scored that third goal shorthanded, like what you're saying, and then he assisted on the uh, second and fourth goals. So yeah. he was he was all over it too. So yeah, yeah, good for them. All right, Utah yep. UNLV and UCO had the weekend off. Uh, other games around the conference that were or around the ACHA that might be of interest, uh, Liberty hosted Minot State for a pair of games, and Minot State starts the season off um, beating uh, Liberty twice at home, 4-2 uh, to two and 5-3. to three. And then uh, uh, just this evening, while we're recording this podcast, uh, Liberty, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Minot State uh, beats Jamestown at Jamestown by a score of 3-1. to one. 
So there you go. So Minot's off to a hot start. Yeah, the defending champs are uh, are are in. Uh, they're in midseason form already. Yeah, they are. Maryville and uh, Illinois State played a series in Bloomington, and um, you know they're they're what Maryville's number nine supposedly. Illinois State's fifteen supposedly. So. You know, it's a good matchup, uh, and yep. uh, they end up splitting their series. So uh, Illinois State is 2-2 two and two on the season. Now, after splitting the weekend before it at uh, Missouri State, Maryville is trying to, you know, get their – they're kicking their season off. So uh, they, they've split. They yeah, can, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how Liberty West I don't know much West about Maryville. Does. Yeah, I don't know how much – I don't know how well uh, – <laughs> I don't know much about Maryville right now, but – yeah, Illinois State, you know, they could be uh, one to keep an eye on this year for, you know, kind of that underdog role. I like to give uh, I like to give Commissioner Hogan a hard time. I call Maryville now Liberty West since he's uh, <laughs> since he's trying to have, uh, you know, five teams at all five divisions. So the, uh, <laughs> That was a good one. Oh, well. All right, hey, uh, let, let, let's let me see if I can hit a button or two, Andrew, cuz we need to blow through this. Would you we've yeah. been traveling on already. Holy crap, Andrew. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hold on. Hey, Sam. Come here a sec. Coach, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah. All right, we got time for a few questions here. We got a plane to catch. Johnny, another tough loss for the club. Fans throwing their jerseys on the ice. Tell us what went wrong out there. We got to have four lines banging, banging bodies all night long, uh, getting pucks out, keeping it simple. Mike, this loss puts you guys in the last place in the West. The coach's job is on the line. What's the solution here? Well, you know, we can start by staying out of the box. We'll play a discipline game out there, pretty simple stuff. Uh, but we're frustrated here right now. We're frustrated bunch. Uh, you know, it's too bad that uh, that someone's got to wear it, and it's usually the coach. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's up to uh, the guys in this room to uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, win some hockey games. Johnny, you were recently photographed in a Florida strip club snorting cocaine off a transvestite prostitute's breasts. What's the story there? Four lines. Four lines. Four lines of cocaine? You gotta have, like I said, four lines banging all night long, banging bodies. Doing the little things right. Mike, where does your, um, this is off topic, I know, but uh, where does your sexual preference tends towards men? Um, would you like to speak to that? No, you can't always be in the box, you know. can't spend all your time in the box. It's like I said, uh, you know, this game is all about uh, finding those holes one way or another. You know, finding those pockets out there. So, you know, we got to uh, just keep working hard, get, uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and, uh, you know, win some hockey games. Johnny, true, you admitted <clears throat> yourself to a Colorado hospital with a gerbil inside your anal cavity. Well, you got to get it out, right? Uh, you got to clear your own zone. Uh, you get in trouble, you gotta get those pucks high hard off the glass. Mike, rumor is that there's a sexually transmitted fungal infection going on amongst the coaching staff. Who's to blame for that? Ultimately, it's on the players. Uh, ultimately, it's on the guys in this room. It's where it starts. Uh, it's like I said, you know, it's too bad that somebody's gotta wear it. It's usually the coach. But, uh, you know, we got a good group of guys in this room, a group of guys who likes to bounce back after something like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, it's on the players to uh, get pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Get pucks in the net. Get pucks in the net. And, uh, and win some hockey games. Thanks, Mike. Uh, but hey, if they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Andrew, I need to get some better buttons. Holy smokes, we need to update our button list here. Oh, man, that that 
Letterkenny line. That cracks me up every time I listen to it. <laughs> so I figured you would go for that. So, yeah, that uh, gets me every time. All right, Andrew. Listen, we've got some uh, games, and the WCHL uh, regular season gets underway in earnest. Uh, let's Ooh, let's let's go through it here. Um, uh, UCO is uh, going to Colorado State for two games up in the fort. What do you think, UCO at CSU? The uh, I think UCO takes care of business both nights. Woo! Look at you. Okay, uh, I, for all the people in Fort Collins, please send your <laughs> complaints to Andrew at wchlpodcast.com. That's Andrew at wchlpodcast.com. Uh, he's the one who's uh, making those bold predictions. Utah heads down to Tucson to take on uh, the Wildcats. A little bit of Ute on Wildcat. This could be a little bit of Big 12 on Big 12 uh, violence, but instead it's Pac-12, Pac-12 violence this year. What do you think? But, Utes uh, at Arizona. I'm going to call for the split. Ooh, I like it. A split. This will be the season opener for Utah, and Arizona is uh, coming off of that one-game loss to ASU. UNLV is going to Grand Canyon. Holy smokes, Grand Canyon coming off of the uh, uh, sweep of uh, Northern Arizona. UNLV opening their season on the road at GCU. What do you say is going to happen, Andrew? The uh, I, Unfortunately, I'm taking UNLV on both of these. Yeah, UNLV looks tough. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead. Uh, I'm gonna take this this next one last. So uh, on our little rundown, yeah. Alabama is coming back to Oklahoma City to play Oklahoma. So they'll be. This is their their third and fourth games in in basically oh, what's that? 15, 16 days here in Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. Alabama at Oklahoma for two games. What do you think is going to happen? The uh, Alabama is not very good. Coach Arvinitas has the boys playing well up there in Edmond. So I'm taking OU for two. There you go. I like it. Arizona State is traveling out to San Diego State. San Diego State uh, is battered from their games in Boulder. And um, uh, ASU coming off a victory in Tucson. What do you think is going to happen? The uh, San Diego State is much improved over last year's team. They, uh, but they are still no match for Arizona State, who's going to take two. Arizona State's going to power through. All right, the last uh, series, I saved it for last because we had some, uh, not inside baseball information, but some in- interesting information. Colorado at Oregon. Oregon opening the season by hosting the Buffs. Um, their compressor at their home rink is down at Eugene. They're uh-huh. not able to make ice right now. Or they're able nope. the, the ice they're able to make is not suitable for skating. How about that? Yeah. So the games, if they're going to happen, are going to happen in Medford, Oregon, um, huh. which is you know sounds like a great metropolis. Yeah. Well, if you if you think about um, if you think about the geography of Oregon, if you just think about a rectangle. Um, Colorado is going to have to fly into Portland, which is at the top of the rectangle, take a bus two and a half hours down to the middle of the train of the rectangle, which is where Eugene is. But Hey, mm-hmm. the rink in Eugene isn't working. So now they're going to have to drive to Medford to play, which is at the bottom of the rectangle. Mm-hmm. So Colorado, if the, if the trip happens, um, and last I heard it was going to happen, um, Colorado was going to get the scenic tour of whatever, highway that is that goes north to south from portland to medford through eugene 
thanks, so, uh, but no thanks. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, so anyways, yeah. um, tell me, I, and hey, I know that it's, uh, you know, I, I know that it's not the fault of the Oregon guys, right? I mean, who knows what's going on with the rink. Um, but, uh, you know, this with, with what happened at the end of last season in terms of their coach and their general manager resigning in a huff and, they had a lot of uh, players reach out to other men's division one teams leaving in a huff. Um, you know, it's kind of the, the Oregon team kind of took, uh, they took a step forward last year with a great first year at men's division one ranked in the top 25, but then, uh, with the postseason stuff that went on, they kind of took five steps back and yeah, their, took a lot of steps back, put their new coach, a guy named Jack Hyman in a, uh, in a tough spot, right? Oregon is a, a independent. They're not in a conference. And, um, so they're having a tough time getting folks to come to them and they're just very remote. And, um, so these are games that they need. They desperately need, uh, yeah. when we were talking earlier about the Chicago showcase, Andrew, I said there were originally 12 teams. Oregon was one of those 12 teams. Uh, when the thing reformed, when it was resurrected, uh, Oregon was no longer in the Chicago showcase. Um, Ouch. yeah, exactly. So they need these games for sure. Uh, what do you, if the games get played, so we have that, that big F, if the games get played, how do you see this shaking out? The, uh, you know what? I'm taking Coach Prime. I'm taking Coach Javelin in the CU bus for two here if they play. If they play. All right. Well, hey, let's, let's hope. I know that Coach Javelin wants to go uh, after speaking with him. I know that they definitely want to go. And, um, you know, he's – you know, I, I look at it from a competition perspective, but also from a cost perspective. Uh, he's looking at it from a team bonding and a, uh, you know, we, we want to get these guys to come back to our place. Let's, we, we have a chance to, uh, to make a statement here. So he's looking at it from a, uh, from a playing perspective and, I, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, eh, these guys are all going to be like 50th in the computer ranking. You know, if yeah, you're, not gonna, you're already penalized playing them, you're going to have to, you know, kick the crap out of them just to avoid the penalty. Yeah, so, <laughs> 100%. You know, yeah. now, now they're wanting to make you a bus, you know, another yeah. two and a half hours south, and now you got to adjust all your hotel reservations. What the heck? But, mm. um, yeah. Anyway, thanks, but no thanks. Well, Coach Jablin is all that. All that. All that proves is Coach Jablin and the CU uh, staff is a lot nicer than Chris Perry. So <laughs> that's no doubt. <laughs> that's all that proves. They're better people than that's I a, am. Get you later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Missouri State's off this weekend. They're the big winners. Hopefully, they'll be in the library studying and uh, oh. you know putting their nose to the grindstone uh, from the academic wise. Oh yeah. All right, Andrew, now's the favorite part of the podcast where we just kind of open it up. It's the free form. It's the miscellaneous. It's the, what do you got for us? Anything, uh, anything. This is where, this is where people go, oh, hell, and turn it off. (laughs) This is where we go off the rails, right? We've we've been in here 55 minutes. They've survived your predictions. They survived UCO sweeping Uh, Colorado State. They survived the Utah-Arizona split. They survived UNLV, Colorado, OU, and Arizona State sweeping. And so now they're going, oh, God, what next? Yeah, what, what are these guys throwing at us again? Please mercifully end. But no, no, no. We, it's like the Lord of the Rings. This is a false ending. It's going to continue for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, continue the punishment here. Yeah. Andrew, what do you got for us? Anything? The, uh, well, let's see. Our, our loyal listener, number 14, Stan Melton. Yeah. 
They, uh, says uh, we're going to send him some well wishes. Yeah, and I've, I've talked with a couple of folks up at Missouri State, and they've, they've admitted um, that, that a loyal listener number 14 to the podcast um, has been under the weather lately and is uh, recuperating, and uh, we just want to uh, – he, he's a great guy, and we just want to wish him uh, uh, a quick and a speedy and a complete recovery. And uh, we hope, Stan, that listening to this podcast does not send you into any sort of uh, 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 any sort of shock or any sort of uh, arrhythmia or any other uh, serious medical conditions. We just hope that uh, you laugh and you giggle and maybe you burp or something we just hope it puts a smile on your face and just know that uh at least this dummy down here in uh, oklahoma city is thinking of you so uh we hope that you get well and we look forward to seeing you at the rink soon yeah yeah it, and, and do yourself a favor just, just quit going down the rabbit hole of the WCHL podcast uh, hey. you know that that could make you feel better right he, he, <laughs> he he's he's maybe we're the reason why why he's in the situation he's in he heard some of our stuff and it just made him groan and made his stomach curdle and that's, that's right. Maybe he had to be rushed to the to the ER because of listening to the podcast. He's like those two idiots. They, they've done this to me. Yeah. <laughs> the, doc, the doctor takes one look at his phone and he says, "Delete that. Delete that, and you'll get yeah. well." Right? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, uh, there's no doubt about that at St- all. Stan says, "Doc, doc, it hurts when I do this. It hurts when I do this." And the doctor says, "Quit doing that." You know. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, All right. Man, what, what else, Andrew? You said you 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 watched uh, you watched something pretty decent on TV recently. A, a series that caught uh, your caught your uh, eye. Uh, we did. My wife and I. We just got done watching Hijack on uh, Apple TV. Idris Elba uh, on Apple TV. Idris Elba. What do yeah. you think? It. You know what? It. It was a great little series. Help me. Help eight. me understand it. It was seven episodes. Was it eight episodes? That's what I was just sitting here thinking. It's either seven or eight, not real long. It's the guy. The the premise is he's on a seven hour flight from Dubai to London. Yeah, in Dubai each, to London, and each episode is an hour of the flight. Yes, and the flight has yep. been hijacked. The flight has been hijacked, and they throw all kinds of little screwballs at you along the way. So yeah, it's a it's a great little watch. What 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 makes and it what makes it a great little watch, Andrew? Uh, enter- entertaining and the little screwballs that they throw at you the uh makes you come back for more right. the, uh, action packed do they the, throw anybody out of the airplane they do not they do not so the, the, uh, so the, first, plane, the plane gets hijacked yep by the end of the seven hours does it get unhijacked i can't tell you you'll have to watch it oh come on is there going to be a hijack season two does he take another flight or is this or or does this flight land safely i can't tell you god can't tell you can't tell you you'll have to watch it you'll have to watch it the uh right. first episode's a little slow you know for, typical first episode building the characters and building the storyline and all that stuff but yeah episode two all the way through it it's good stuff i'll tell you my my wife actually watched hijack it she thought it was great i watched the first two episodes of it and i punted because I thought for sure uh, by the end of episode two, the hi- a real hijacker would have shot Idris Elba between the eyes and told him to shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because they're always, you know, my, my wife, Andrew, I don't know how your wife is. My wife watches all these crime dramas on TV, you know, NCIS, CBS, CVS, CSI, P3, 
PDQ, whatever they are, NCAA, NCIS. She watches all these things. And the thing that stands out to me is, number one, they never turn the lights on in these damn places. They're always working in some dramatic, you know, glass-encased hospital, glass-encased, you know, police station. They've got better eyes than you do, right? Because yeah. I have to have the lights See what I'm reading. They've always got dramatic. I mean, I'm sitting here now in a room that uh, the little podcast studio, and yeah, I've got like every light on in the ding place. <laughs> the, the, you know, they've got all these dramatic mood lightings going on. Number two, these these cops, and you know, it's a, basically a cops and robbers story. They always pick two or three people before they actually land on the killer. And yeah, yeah, and, it's like you can't learn from last time. Well, and and you would think, and this is just me again being a realist. We don't see the wrongful arrest lawsuits that come from the, uh, you know, from the police wrongfully accusing. And, you know, let's say I killed somebody and they arrested my wife, they arrested my mother-in-law, they arrested Andrew, and they arrested somebody else before they finally got to me. You know, I get it that that's how they have to do it for TV purposes. But in real life, that's just not how, you know, all of a sudden you four four are going to be rich while I'm in jail because you've you've been wrongly arrested. In, in real life, they usually get the right guy on the first go. You know, I, I was watching. Uh, so, anyways, I, I'm watching uh, Hijack, and I'm you know, this guy is you know talking, and he's smooth, and he's coming up to you know the lead hijacker yeah. and saying, "Let's hey, you do this and you do that." And for, you know, I was waiting for the lead hijacker to just pop the guy in the forehead with the butt end of the gun and tell him to sit down and shut up. And yeah, it, it never happened. There. There's a screwball there. Why he didn't do it? Yeah, well, it, uh, it, it, there. Yeah, I, I I only lasted two hours in the flight, and then I put on my parachute and I bailed. So, uh, hij- yeah. but oh, hijack it, work for Andrew. It, it's a good little series for sure. All right, all right, very good, very good. Yeah, good little series. I'll have to uh, maybe I'll have to try and reinvest in it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. you're gonna have to knock it up. The uh, anything else, Andrew? Anything else that uh, that stood out to you, or that you've that's caught your eye, TV wise, music wise, book wise, entertainment wise? The uh, you know, we hadn't other than hijacked. Um, we hadn't really watched anything lately. The uh, okay. kind of been slow on the TV front for us. The uh, we've been been busy, and uh, so I hadn't had a whole lot of time to watch. A whole lot of TV. I've got uh, yeah. I've got two things. Uh, one of them was just uh, just provided to me by uh, recommended to me by the Wizard in uh, Ohio. All hat, no cape. Um, the former rankings guru himself. He turned me on to a series on Netflix that just came out called Wrestlers, which basically follows Ohio Valley wrestling. Um, or it's you know it kind of it's a uh, it's a kind of like a last chance you for professional huh. wrestling type of a thing. Um, and if anybody follow, I, you know, I love, prof- I used to love professional wrestling, not anymore, uh, not so much anymore, but when I was younger and dumber. And um, uh, anyways, o- Ohio Valley OVW was the, uh, always the training ground, if you will, for the WCW and WWE um, folks and you know now WWE is just the big monster and eats everybody up and so there's only uh, and they moved their training facility from uh, Kentucky down to uh, from the Ohio Valley down to uh, Florida so it, it's basically the story of how this little uh, independent outfit is trying to survive on its own and uh, it looks kind of interesting it I, hey the first episode caught my eye and so I, I think I'll uh, I'll think I'll watch it and uh, 
be be intrigued to see what happens. And then, uh, Andrew, the, uh, the, the final episode of a great, 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 great series just came out today, uh, Reservation Dogs. If you've never watched Reservation Dogs on Hulu, um, it's a story of four teenagers living in, a, uh, in rural Oklahoma on a, uh, it's, it, they, it says it's on an Indian reservation, but it's not. It's just a rural Oklahoma town. Three seasons on Hulu, 10, season, 10 episodes each. The episodes are, uh, are uh, easily digestible, half hour at length at most. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's billed as a comedy, but it's more than a comedy. It's, 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 it's good stuff. And right. um, so it's the final, actually, final episode came out today. Final series finale. I've, I've met the, uh, the lead, the girl that's the lead. Yeah. And then I believe, are the, is there? I, and I've only watched one episode of it. Is there two girls and two guys that are kind of the quote unquote lead? There are. There's, or is it? Or is it? A, or is it a girl and three guys? Nope. Two girls, two guys. There's Alora Dannon played by Devery Jacobs. There's uh, um, Willie Jack played. God, what's her name? She's she's hilarious. Um, she's a Canadian. Um, That's what I met. And then, uh, then there's a guy whose name is uh, God. I'm gonna. I'm, I I don't even want to butcher it. It's like Datuni. Here, I'm gonna have to look it up because I want. I want to give it the, the respect it deserves. Uh, but he plays Bear, and then a guy from Oklahoma. Actually, his name is Lane Factor. He plays Cheese. Um, here, I'm gonna look it up here. Let me type in Reservation Dogs cast because okay, Devery Jacobs plays the Lord. Dana. Paulina Alexis plays Willie Jack. And uh, like I said, Lane Factor plays Cheese, and then the the tall, dreamy guy, DeFaro Woon Atai, plays Bear Small Hill. So those are the four main yeah, that's characters. The, those are the reservation dogs. That's that's the one, and then the uh, the Canadian girl. Those are the two that I've met. Yep from that from that series. Yeah, it's a great. You, the, and the, you met because they uh, they enjoyed hockey. That's right. That's right. They uh, came into the rink one day and and bought a bunch of stuff in my pro shop. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's uh. A, a, anyways, hey, it's uh. It's uh. It's a good little story. It's a good little uh series, and it's um. It's about four kids trying to find themselves, and there's a lot of uh, you know, it it obviously has the uh, uh indigenous, um, you know, well, it's it's produced, it's produced, directed, written, acted by all indigenous actors, and that's uh, in- incredibly cool. And it tells their story, but uh, beyond that, it's um, you know, I, I don't want to minimize it and say that's a novelty, but that's not the reason to watch it. The reason to watch it is because it's just a, a good story and it's a good good writing and entertaining. There are two guys in there that are like twins; they're little rappers. And they're yeah. they're in real life, and they're here in Oklahoma City, and they're tremendously funny. There's some great actors, some great American actors, uh, Graham Greene and um, Zach McLarnon, and uh, not Zach, Zahn McLarnon, um, and other uh, other folks who are you know recognizable uh, from being in movies throughout the. Uh, uh, throughout the uh uh well you know i mean when you see your typical you know american indian actors uh, uh they're they're there west studi uh gary yep. farmer uh just some really big 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 names and uh, it's uh, it's it's very well done 
So anyways, if you have a chance, uh, if, hey, if you're on a long bus ride, maybe if you're going to uh, Oregon this weekend on a, going to have a long flight say. and a long bus, download, uh, yeah. download Res Dogs <laughs> and uh, watch the, it because it's well worth it. Enough time. That's, that's exactly yeah, yeah. right. So, all right, Andrew. Hey, yeah, yeah. I think that's enough for right now. Let's, uh, let's get the heck out of here. Yeah, let's get these poor people out of here and uh, give them some peace back, right? That's right. Hopefully, we'll have our audio issues figured out by uh, this time next week. I'm going to go hit Amazon and try to figure stuff out. Um, see if I can get the right connector to get the right part for the right piece to go in the right place. I don't know. That kind of sounds suggestive. Uh, in the meantime, Andrew, uh, we want everyone to, uh, you know, rate review, give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is you got to do on your, on your podcast choice of listening, uh, whatever, whatever platform you want to listen to it on, follow the WCHL at Western CHL on Twitter or yeah, it's on Twitter. I don't, I'm not going to go with the X baloney. Um, the ACHA men's division one has all the scores on there. We'll probably have some announcements coming there pretty soon too. Um, to Andrew, you're on Twitter at Stickford AM. Do you still tweet every now and then, even though it's now something else? Yeah, not very often. Not very often. I mainly just am a viewer. There you go. I'm on uh, Twitter as CJP in OKLA. And uh, this podcast is on Twitter at WCHL Pod. Feel free to drop us a, uh, a line, a DM, send us some questions, send us, uh, tell us what you think. Was the volume good? Was the volume not good? Does, uh, do you think we need to shorten these up to 15 minutes or five minute bits so that you don't have to listen to us all the dang time? Or is an hour, is a, it was about a little over an hour just right. So, uh, anyways, hey, we're we're excited to that the season is here. We're excited the WCHL season is here. We've got a lot of hockey to pay attention to over the weekend. Yeah, and uh, Andrew, I'm excited that episode two is in the books. What we are finished. I'm going to hit the button. Are you ready to get out of here? I'm ready. Let's do it. Hasta luego, big man. Uh, all right, folks, have a great weekend. Have fun watching some college hockey. Be nice to each other. We'll catch you on the flip side.